0: This is the voice of reason with Andy Hoosier. I am so excited today. Today is the day, ladies and gentlemen. Today we have gotten our freedom back. The government has taken it away temporarily for our own safety. And today we can finally get that back. We can finally enjoy the freedoms the government provides for us on a daily basis. Thank you, government. You have taken such great care of me. Welcome into the voice of reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. All over the country, radio and TV, live streaming, podcasting. Doesn't matter where you're at, how you may be watching or listening. Your millennial general reporting for duty the way we do every single day. Aren't you excited? Come on. We should be jumping for joy. We should be having celebrations. We should be shooting off like streamers and doing fireworks and celebrating the fact that King Biden. And the CDC has finally allowed us to wear, uh, not have to wear masks outside or inside on most circumstances. No, I don't know how many people were wearing masks before that while you were outside by yourself, maybe jogging or riding a bike or even barbecuing with some family or friends. Were you wearing that mask outside? Were you really? Were you? Come on. Let me tell you, I know that there's some locally elected officials here in the Wichita area that weren't wearing masks after they told everybody else they had to wear masks and created snitch lines, by the way, to call if you were not wearing a mask. But by golly, we did it. We made it through. There are no more COVID cases. We have hit that threshold where we don't have to worry any longer. And we don't have to wear masks. And now that's only if you're vaccinated. If you are vaccinated, then you could actually not have to worry about if you aren't vaccinated, if you are not vaccinated, then you are still one of those dirty, slimy people that just are uh, impure in society and you're going to need to continue to wear your mask. Because you're the problem with society. Now, you're probably the ones that didn't wear the mask anyways because you're not concerned about what's going on because maybe you're a little bit younger. Maybe you're in good health. Maybe you don't have to worry about much. And you're probably the problem with society. You are going to kill people. You're going to let people die in the streets. You don't care about anybody else but yourself, you selfish jerk. And that's the way that they want you to feel. But if you are vaccinated, if you have done what the government wants you to do, by golly, you can celebrate with the freedoms that they have allowed you to come back with. According to Fox News, fully vaccinated people can ditch the masks indoors and physical distancing. People who are fully vaccinated against the coronavirus no longer need to wear masks while indoors or outdoors or physically distance in either large or small gatherings. According to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, I'm curious what changed. Does anybody know what changed? I mean, we still have COVID numbers coming out. We're still high in the nation with COVID cases. The death rate has kind of plateaued. The hospitalization rate has kind of plateaued, although they're trying to scare us and saying that those numbers are going back up because after we've gotten rid of many mask mandates across the nation, then they started to peak a little bit and climb a little bit in this spring break and outside partying and having a good time. So what changed? Because just a week ago they were saying you need to get vaccinated and you need to wear a mask. The media's been going crazy with these stories about these breakthrough cases where you get vaccinated, then you still get the virus. Could have told you that one. But what changed? Why is it now okay to not have to, if you're fully vaccinated, why it's okay for you to not have to wear a mask inside or outside, regardless of the size of the gathering that you're having? I don't know what changed. New data has come out, right? Is that what they're going to tell us? New data has come out. Okay. But we're still seeing variants. We're still seeing cases up. We're still seeing hospitalizations. We're still seeing some deaths from this thing, according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. And Joe Biden wants 70% herd immunity by 4th of July by everybody, at least 70% of the U.S. population getting the vaccination. At the same time, Pfizer just got approved for the vaccine to go into 12 12 to 15-year-old age group kids, which is just sick and pathetic if you ask me. That's sickening to think about we're going to vaccinate these kids at 12 years old. I'd like to see how many 12-year-olds have actually died from this virus over the last year. Regardless of all that, though, get the vaccine, don't get the vaccine, I don't really care. What has changed where before we said we need to keep wearing masks with the vaccine, now we're like, well, we're seeing breakthrough cases, we're seeing variants of it, we may have to take the vaccine on numerous occasions, like once or twice a year, like we do the flu shot, but by golly, you cannot have to wear your mask anymore. Do you think maybe it's an incentive? I'm I'm just throwing ideas out here right now. Do you think it's an incentive for you to be like, hey, if I just go and get the vaccine, then I don't have to wear the mask. And they're trying to pressure you that way as he's trying to hit his goal of 70% of the population to get vaccinated before 4th of July. You think there's some incentive there in some way, shape or. oh, okay. you know what? We were telling you to get the get the vaccine and wear the mask. And people are like, well, what's the point of getting the vaccine? So, okay, you know what? Now you can just take the mask off. You don't have to wear it anymore if you get the vaccine. Just making sure. We've done our studies. Everything's good. I don't know. I I don't know what changed. It doesn't make any sense to me. Coming up on the show, we got a big show lined up for you today. That's my snippet of my little rant for COVID-19. I'm done with that today because I know people are sick and tired of it. There's a lot to get to today. Martin Kimmett, he's a county Republican chair from the state of Wyoming in Park County, Wyoming. He's the county Republican chair there. We'll be talking about Liz Cheney. We'll be talking about the status of the Republican Party in Wyoming and can they get someone different outside of Liz Cheney. In the state of Wyoming. So we'll talk about that at the bottom of the hour. We have some interesting news. I, I have to admit, for the first time in a while, I'm really happy and excited about the Republican Party. I kind of am. I'm kind of excited about how the Republican Party is making some changes and doing what needs to be done and really not caring about the the formalities. We're not the formality type, the elitist type of, oh, you know, you can only do this a certain way if you just go through this certain way and you just be really nice and you just pay your way through it and then we'll consider your request. We're kind of going back to the Tea Party style of we're going to change things. We're not the elites. We are the good old boys. We're the blue collar. We're the down-home Republican voters and we're going to change things up in this nation. We're kind of getting back to that level. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Congresswoman. She's back in the news. We'll talk about that in just a second as well. Plus, we have the pipeline that is causing havoc. I mean, obviously, the Democrats, they hate pipelines until you run out of gas. Now you see individuals actually scrambling to try and get gas on the eastern coast. The middle of the country and west, you don't have too much of a problem. But the main pipeline, uh, I've heard news. I don't know if it's true or not that they had like a $5 million payout because – Apparently, when they shut it down, it was still being held hostage from these scammers and the hackers paid five million dollars to get it back open. So now the pipeline's running again, but it's going to take some time to actually refuel and replenish everything during this crazy time in the last couple of days of not having any gasoline. So where do we go from here? Gas shortages go away by Memorial Day is what the experts are saying. That's great, but we're still seeing gas prices go up. To me, it seems like we've had just one hit after another, after another, after another. And I'm starting to get a little frustrated, but yet a little suspicious all at the same time. We had a major pandemic hit last year, right around this time last year. Then we had the, what, is it, what was it, the killer hornets or the killer wasps or the killer bees, whatever they were. That happened for a while. Then we had the extreme cold in February that just burst pipes all over the country down in Texas where they don't get usually below like 70 degrees and this massive extreme cold front. Now we have a gas shortage. Can we just get a break for a second, please? Thanks, 2020. Hold my beer. I'm 2021. And let's see what we can do here. Like it doesn't end. And after a while, you start to think, wow, maybe just maybe this is kind of like planned. I'm not saying it is, but it literally there's no break in between all of them. And now they're like, well, here's a good bit of news. You get to take your mask off if you get vaccinated. Hey, don't you feel really special now? Thanks, government. I don't understand that one. Uh, plus, there's a news story about the inflation rate we'll get to here in a second as well. You can find us all over social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch.tv, plus our OurFreedomBook.com and our website at Who's Your Reason. The CDC right now, while we're on the message of the vaccines, just for a second, I don't know if you've seen this or not. While we are pushing vaccinations, now we're pushing the vaccination for lower age individuals between 12 years and up. We see a lot of movements now in different health departments across the states and counties trying to advocate for it. There's different clinics now trying to get younger kids vaccinated. And I realize that because there's such a lack of popular interest in the vaccine now, I mean, obviously the older crowd wanted it, they got it, it's opened up to everybody, and as soon as they opened it up to everybody, they wanted to do it in phases because they thought it would be completely booked out. All right, we'll do 65 years and over, then we'll lower it to 60, then we'll lower it to 50, then we'll go to 45, then we'll go to 40, and they wanted to do it in these different phases. Well, after 65, then no one else wanted it, and they opened it up to everybody right away within like a week, really all across the nation, and we're sitting at like a 30% vaccination rate in the nation, here in Kansas, we're at like 35, 38 percent, and we're one of the lower ones, I guess. So maybe we're sitting 40 percent in the nation. I don't know. But the popularity kind of dimmed off. It's done. Like, mm, thanks. We don't want it anymore, but appreciate it. And now the billions of dollars of, that was made with the vaccine for all these different vaccination companies, Moderna and Pfizer and Johnson and & Johnson and AstraZeneca, all these different ones making the vaccine, now they're just sitting there. And while Joe Biden has the mentality of we're going to get seventy percent herd immunity by only the vaccine, because you can hit herd immunity by actually getting the virus and getting immune to it already, um, he wants the vaccination rate at seventy percent in this nation by Fourth of July. How do you hit that if no one wants it? Well, you open it up to a wider crowd. So why not just go to the 12-year-olds and the 15-year-olds? Because why the heck not? Then we'll just force it upon them. We'll make the schools actually start offering it. Then we'll start doing clinics across the nation. We'll start doing these campaigns that save your kids. You know what's pathetic and a little bit of desperation when they start reaching out to the kids? It's for the children. You know it's a little step of desperation there? Just a little bit when they hit the children. It's for the children. We're going to save the children. But now there's a story out of msn.com. CDC limits review of vaccinated but infected. Wait, say that again. The CDC limits review of vaccinated but infected. Federal health officials this month decided to limit how they monitor the vaccinated people who have been infected with COVID-19, drawing concern from many scientists who say this may be missing. Uh, they may be missing needed data showing why and how it happens. Now remember the timeline of all of this. You weren't going to get infected by the virus if you got the vaccine. Then you were going to get infected. Now it's really rare because it's called a breakthrough. And now with the breakthrough ones where you've gotten the vaccine, you now have the virus and you're positive for the virus. Maybe not as severe as symptoms, but you still test positive for the virus. Maybe a little bit, some minor symptoms. Those are now the breakthrough, uh, breakthrough cases. The federal health officials don't want to study them and understand why. People are getting the vaccination and then still getting infected with the virus. They don't want to study them. They're ignoring them, according to MSN.com. At the end of April, more than 9,000 Americans were reported to be infected after being vaccinated, according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. While it's a tiny percentage of the 95 million people fully inoculated at the time, researchers still want to find out what specific mechanisms may be spurring the infection. Rare breakthrough cases. Remember the terminology here, rare breakthrough cases are expected since no vaccines are 100% effective. That's obvious because everybody's made differently, so vaccines are going to be handled differently by each body, which is why natural immune systems are the best way to go. I, I'm sorry. I know I'm going to get silence for social media on that one, but your immune system's tailored to your body specifically, so when you boost that immune system, you have less chance of getting sick as opposed to a one-all-save-all like the nice little umbrella socialist mentality they like economically and career-wise and the caste system they like to have. They just think that's going to work well with the body, too. Just inject one vaccine, everybody will just be awesome. It'll be great when it literally like changes your body because it affects every individual body differently. But tracking and sequencing—this is back to the story now. Tracking and uh, sequencing the cases help in figuring out who may be more at risk, whether new variants evade the vaccines, and when proteins from the shot begin to wane. So, I know we're getting some cases—not very many—but we're getting some cases. Those breakthrough cases. Do you want to research why? Nah. Keep injecting people, baby. Keep it going. In fact, we're just going to widen it. 12-year-olds, you need to get your vaccine. I know you haven't died from the vaccine or even really gotten sick from the vaccine, but you need the vaccine or we're all going to die. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. You're listening to the voice of reason with Andy. Hoosman. All right, I'm done with the rant on vaccines. I promise. I promise. 24 minutes past the hour. Welcome back into the program, radio, and TV, plus the live streaming podcasting. We are literally everywhere trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason. Into that five-pound bag. Welcome into the program for a pre-Friday celebration, the greatest day of the entire week. Can I just deviate for just a second here and say how proud I am of the Republican Party for just a second? I've been very critical as a Republican, as a conservative. I have been very critical of the Republican Party, but I got to say, kind of happy with the way things are going right now. We're fine. Now, it's whether they can maintain it. I don't know whether they can keep this up or not because it's very difficult for them. They usually do one just to make a statement. People fall back in line, and then we kind of move on and forget all about it. But I have to admit, I'm I'm very proud. First, we had Liz Cheney being kicked off the leadership roles because we don't want her in the leadership roles because she's a terrible leader of the Republican Party advocating for conservatism, uniting as a Republican Party with different ideas under the umbrella. Oh, my Dieu! I know. I know. According to Lashini, we can't have that. Donald Trump's a terrible, horrible human being, and we're going to kick him out of the party and every one of his populist supporters that was making up of close to 90% of the Republican Party. (laughs) I mean, he did get a 92% approval rating from the Republican Party his last year in office, so he was still a popular guy, whether many liked him or not. You can't be on that fringe 4% of the party and be like, we're going to be the new part. It just doesn't work that way. So finally... After yelling and complaining and whining about Donald Trump, the Republican Party said enough's enough, kicked out Liz Cheney. That's number one. Now, she's still in the party. She's just not in leadership right now. So it's up to Wyoming, which we'll talk about in the next segment with our guest, about what to do on replacing her in that seat. The next part is, as I mentioned, we're not part of the, to me, I, I, look, I live in the mid-America region. I know that I'm more, I guess, rural, country living, hillbilly-ish, redneck-ish, whatever you want to call it. Um, of of non-the-city the living, because I'm not a city liver. I don't like living in the city. I've never lived in a big city. Wichita, which is like the number 50 or 55 in the nation for the largest cities in the country, which I'm impressed it's in the top 50. That's awesome. I did not realize how big it was, actually. But living there is the largest city that I've actually ever lived in. I did live in Colorado Springs for a while. I lived in Denver. I didn't live inside Denver. I lived outside of Denver for a while. So I've been around cities. But to actually live in the super big cities and be the hoity toity. I just I don't. That's not me. That's not me. As you can see, I have a mohawk and a beard right now. And that's usually not me either, but I'm just kind of rolling with it to see how long it lasts before Mrs. Voice of Reason goes, uh uh-uh, oh, you need to get rid of that stuff. And again, I try to be professional. I try to present myself in professional ways. But the hoity toityness I just don't get. That's kind of where the party is right now. And Donald Trump brought that out as a billionaire that lived in New York City, that owned towers. He brought out the blue-collar workers within the party that says, hey, you guys have a voice, and I'm going to represent you. It came out of someone that we didn't necessarily expect, because you don't expect a multi-billionaire like Donald Trump to come out and represent the working class, but he did. And people drove to it. And he wasn't part of the establishment. He wasn't part of the upper class. He didn't have the niceties. He tweeted out mean things to people. And people didn't like that because he didn't hold his tongue and he called them out for what they were. And he got the job done in a dirty yet successful way. And most Republicans love that about him. He has sparked a movement of almost like the Tea Party revitalization. For example, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene... Back in the news, as MSN reports that she confronted Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in the halls of Congress and yelled things at her, and they were very angry. Why don't you care about the American people? Why do you support terrorists and Antifa? As she yelled out her "Hey, Alexandria numerous times in the hallway, according to MSN, Ocasio-Cortez did not stop to answer Green, only turning around once to throw her hands in the air in exasperated motions. The two reporters were not close enough to hear what the New York Congresswoman had to say, but the office reported Representative Green tried to begin with an argument with Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez, and when Ocasio-Cortez tried to walk away, the Congresswoman began screaming and calling her a terrorist sympathizer. Not the most professional manner to handle things, but as I mentioned, the Republican Party's changing. It's back to kind of you and I and the good old boys taking over the party, and we're not going to play the niceties when you're doing really, really stupid, dumb things. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram,
1: when reason meets radio you're listening to the voice of reason with Andy Hoosier. Boy,
0: it flies right on by the fastest hour of radio on radio. Welcome back in radio and TV, plus the live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening, trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five-pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation, one radio listener at a time. So you know how last segment I literally just wrapped up saying that the Republican Party is no longer going to be the party of the elites, of the, uh, I guess I... I don't want to say country clubber type, but it's kind of the country clubber type. I mean, the Republican Party is such a diverse party anyways. But as we talk about the Tea Party conservatives, the real conservatives that are tired of the niceties, that are tired of just the go-along, get-along, just because of, just because they want to be suave and cool and in the hip club, it's not it anymore. We just saw Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene just go off on uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in the middle of a hallway in Congress, and now they're claiming that we need a safe and secure environment to be able to delegate as elected officials. Because she's a victim! (laughs) But as I mentioned, the Republican Party is no longer the party of the elites, but it's going to be the down-home good old boys that are actually going to be taking over the party. I'm so excited to have our next guest on because as I'm calling him, he's out on the ranch working with the cattle and the horses right now. And we've had him on the program before. We love having him on the show uh, as he is the chair for the Park County Republicans in Wyoming as we talk about Liz Cheney and what's going on out there in the state of Wyoming. We're excited to have back on here Martin Kimmett with us here. Martin, how are you, my friend?
1: I'm good, Andy. Thanks, thanks for having me
0: back. Hey, it is so great to have you back on the program. I appreciate it. Uh, Wyoming, surprisingly, in the news lately, just with Liz Cheney being kicked out of leadership right now, I know there's a big primary about to be brewing that way. I mean, from coming from Wyoming, what are you hearing right now? In, is is Wyoming upset about Liz Cheney being booted off leadership? Are you guys excited? Kind of what's the feel out there right now?
1: Well, the feeling is the same as it was when she uh, voted for the impeachment. It... Um they're excited to, to um, see that there's some repercussions for her actions. Um, you know, I know Liz and she's not a bad person, but we, we here in Wyoming just don't feel that she's doing Wyoming, uh, electric, um, their bidding. And so, uh, it's just like if you have an employee and they don't do what you say, you have to fire them. And, uh, and so I guess that'd be the best thing, uh, similarly I could I could give you
0: yeah is there already a lineup of people looking to challenge her in a primary election or what's the election season looking like so far I know we're a ways out right now but I'm sure that they're preparing as we speak
1: well there's there's a lot of people that do well I shouldn't say a lot but probably half a dozen Mm. um that have thrown their hat in the ring of course I'm sure everybody's heard of Anthony Bouchard he threw it in the um the first thing and then there's Chuck Gray a uh, Real conservative out of that Natrona County. Um, there's several others that uh, have shown interest. Some have signed in. I don't know all their names, Andy, but um, we've got a, a real a great uh, slate of conservatives to run against Liz, um, and and she's got a, she's got a huge war chest. Uh, but hopefully, um, you know, we'll see that you, that she will see that you can't buy an election. Yeah. Um, and they're just people that are just real disenchanted with her. And, and it's too bad because we had a lot of hopes for Liz. You know, she she carried a lot of weight. And, um, of course, she knew a lot of people back there. But, sadly enough, she just didn't seem to, to do the bidding of the Wyoming people. But yeah. more in line with the Mitt Romney-type um, crowd.
0: Well, it's, it's encouraging, and I said this just a little bit ago on the program. I, I just said that I'm very proud of the Republican Party for the first time in a while. I'm very critical of the Republican Party as a Republican because I want our party to be as strong and as uh, uh, uh – progressive in the right way with conservative values and promoting progress in a positive way as we possibly can with diverse ideas. And I don't want her to leave the party because she has some value to it. But to be a strong leader for conservatism and the Republican Party and then not be trying to attack our own party at the same time is what we have to do. And finally, we're starting to see some Republicans stand up and say, no, you can't do that. We're going to kick you out of leadership because that's not what we're all about. I'm confident that maybe, I'm hoping this isn't like a one-off kind of thing for the Republicans, and maybe we can actually start using this at the local levels as well, as you mentioned, to get some conservative elected officials, and we could get out someone like Liz Cheney, we can get out someone like Mitt Romney, we can get out someone like Susan Collins or Lisa Murkowski, and we can start really cleaning up our party, which has been really our biggest obstacle as a party, hasn't it?
1: Well, yes, and, and we in Wyoming are going to do our part. You know, Like I say, I'm not going to sit here and and beat up on Liz Sheene. She just didn't do what we right. had sent her back there to do. And um, I'm sure uh, that hopefully I'll see her again and, and, and have a, a pleasant visit. Sure. Um, but, but you're right where her job as, as caucus chair was to unify the party. And she did not do that. She went contrary to do that in Washington. And she went contrary to, uh, to doing that um, here in Wyoming. And, and it's just too bad, but we are seeing a huge swing. I know um, here in Park County, since I've been chair, and I've been chair for about, uh, I don't know, three and a half years or whatever it's been. Uh, sometimes it seems like an eternity, and sometimes it seems like <laughs> yesterday. But um, we've seen, uh, ever, especially after the, the impeachment vote, the conservatives have come to our meetings in Groves uh, the interest that we have, we, we fill our, our meetings. Um, uh, we have, you know, 50 to a hundred visitors there. What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Um, you know, sadly enough, uh, Al Simpson the other day, uh, did an article and, uh, was talking about the division and the conservatives dividing the party. And, and quite the contrary is true The the conservatives here in Wyoming are uniting this party yeah. and, um, and the establishment is losing control, and it scares them to death.
0: That's really great to hear. I, I'm so glad to hear that even on an off election season, you're getting activism from conservatives wanting to show up, wanting to do something about it, which is what we need. And I think we're seeing that in many parts of the country, not just the uh, the congressional seats like that. But are you seeing people already talk about running for uh, midterm races for county commissions, city council, state legislature? I mean, are they already gearing up as well? Because I mean, here in Kansas, we've already had three announcements for governor's races, attorney general. I mean, people are fired up and ready to go. And I think conservatives, even without Trump right now, have some type of momentum that they're just they're not wanting to stop right now.
1: Well, yes, um, all the way from from school board to city council to the governor's office here in Wyoming. Um, And, you know, we have to really we have to thank Liz Cheney for that, because she was she was the the rainstorm that that, that really started um, all the conservatives uh, growing, and you know we all there are many of them just didn't take the time to do it. Not that they weren't conservative, but they're just like me. I'm talking to you, but I've got a bunch of cows to sort. Um, we're out here making a living because that's what we do. We don't have big checkbooks, and the big checkbooks are the ones that are causing all the rifts um, within the party here um, in. In Wyoming, you know, you got um, Dr. Joe McGinley, uh, who's been a real thorn in the side of the conservatives, Um, the Trues, uh, some big, huge money um, that have just bucked the the conservatives in the party. But we've got our state elections um, for uh, for state chair, vice chair and secretary coming up this weekend, uh, proudly to say Park County's hosting that meeting. And uh, we've got a tremendous bunch of conservatives right now um, in leadership, and I and we'll see. But I I look forward to maintaining them and carrying the banner on farther.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're talking with Martin Kim, uh, chair for the Republican Party in Park County, Wyoming. Let's talk about some state issues in Wyoming for a second, as the Biden administration's doing some absurdly ridiculous executive orders. I mean, I'm sure his hand's getting tired of writing with his magic marker uh, in his basement. They're trying to sign all these executive orders of gun confiscation or high taxes or these $6 trillion in spending with all these different packages. What's Wyoming doing right now? Are you guys putting up some type of defenses? Do you guys Are you guys working on, like, Second Amendment sanctuary laws? Are you trying to limit some of the exposure coming from the federal government? What's going on in Wyoming right now?
1: We are several counties of have um, passed uh, Second Amendment uh, sanctuary um, rulings and uh, we're looking at at other things to limit the federal government. Um, I will see Mark Gordon this weekend, Governor Gordon, and um, visit with him on other things that we can do but everybody's aware um, you, all you have to do is and I don't care whether you're in um, in California or Wyoming or wherever when you start uh, paying a, an additional dollar, for gasoline um, yeah. and going to the grocery store and see the way the prices have risen. Anybody that's that's an American and a hardworking American, they should see the way this inflation going. I read this morning it's up to four point two percent, the highest it's been in twenty years. Um, and fuel here on the ranch and anybody that's a farmer or rancher is one of our major costs. And and when it when it goes up. Uh, half again as much or doubles or whatever, wherever it's going to go. People, young people buying houses, it's doubled and tripled in cost. Yeah. Um, and when fuel goes up, you, you know, people, they might think that, well, you know, we don't use that much fuel, but those truckers that call the goods to the, to the Walmarts and the, and the grocery stores, um, they've got to pass that cost on because they can't eat that. Yeah. And so, eventually, the the consumer going to pay that price. Um, they should they should realize
0: that. Yeah, and you get the de- you get the Democrats in the federal government saying that. Well, you know what? The CPI going up like that and inflation—that's a good thing. That shows a recovery of an economy. We'll talk about that a little bit later as well. Martin Kimmet, we we got just about twenty seconds left. I appreciate it. It's always good to talk to you. We got to get you back on the show. How many head of cattle do you have right now? What do you? How many are you working? Uh,
1: we've just got about fifty in the corral right now. So. Um, That's mother cows, So so that's all we're working
0: today. I love it. Martin, it's good to talk to you, my friend. Keep up the work. We'll get you back on the show again here real soon.
1: Looking forward to it, Andy. You take care. I want to say good day to all your listeners, and thanks for having me on.
0: Hey, it's always great to chat with you, and we'll get you back on again here real soon. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the inflation rates. We talked about the economy yesterday, how things actually work in common sense world. The Democrats obviously just not getting it as these – press secretary coming out saying that inflation is a good thing. the heck she talking about? We'll do that when we come back here, wrapping up the show for a pre-Friday celebration right here on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at whosyourreason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. information at reason.com.
1: you're listening to the voice of reason
0: with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. I love how things work out when they don't, eat and they're not even planned that way. They're not even planned that way. So we had Martin Kimmett on the program, Republican Party for Park County, Wyoming. Appreciate him very much as we talk about getting rid of the elites out of the Republican Party. And again, if you're a country clubber, if you're conservative, if you have money, it's not about that. It's about the, the mentality of I am superior than you because I have a business, I have money, I have luxuries, I have this, I have that, and I should be in government and therefore I have ruling class over you. There are many Republicans that are like that, although majority of that is from the progressive side because they love the power. They love the control. But obviously we do have big government Republicans like that, the elites, the ones that believe they should be in Washington, D.C. for 80 years. And then they can do whatever the heck they want to and they don't have to atone to anybody and be accountable to anybody. Those are the ones that we need to go. That's who we're directing this frustration with. And as we see the Tea Party movement kind of rising up again within the Republican ranks and we see people that are just not playing the niceties. we're done with it. What of the niceties gotten with us? Now we need to be civil. We need to be, uh, you know, we need to do our diligence of actually being, you know, courteous to the other side. But at the same time, we're not going to be pushovers. We're not going to let you bully us. We're not going to let you play the rules against us so you can have your way and set the game, you know, the board game to where you're going to be favored in this. We're not going to do that any longer. And that's what Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene has done when she called out Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And as we talk about getting rid of the elites and the establishment within the Republican Party, then we have on Martin Kimmett where it's when I called him up during the break, get him all set up, ready to go for the show. And he said, oh, he's like, sorry, I'm in the middle of the field. I'm working the cattle right now. My horse just hyperextended his knee and I'm out here tending to him, making sure he's good to go. And I chuckled like, hey, that's perfect. That's exactly what we're talking about here on this program. And then he comes on, and I don't know if you heard it or not over the radio, but as he's talking, you can hear the cows mooing in the background. And I just chuckled. That is the party we're going after. This is what we're trying. This is exactly what we're trying to reach right now. The conservatives, the down home, the ranchers, the farmers, the blue-collar workers, the truck drivers, that's what we're trying to reach. That's what we're trying to do because you have a voice. You may not feel like you have a voice often, but you have a voice and you're frustrated. You're frustrated with the hypocritical rules out of Washington, D.C. when you get in trouble for something for not paying your taxes, but they don't get in trouble when they use money inappropriately for their own personal funds or to give it to foreign nations. You're sick and tired of it. You're sick and tired of the lack of accountability when they... Uh, invade your privacy all the time, but yet when they do something scandalous, you're not allowed to hear about the investigation because the investigation gets swept under the rug. They use it for political you know, tactics later on to blackmail them to get them to do what they want to. We're sick of that type of gaming. I know it's politics. I know it's the way things work, but we need to end a lot of it and call it out and kind of level the playing field a little bit with you and I, the workers every day the ones that are actually running the country. And we have a lot of representatives that do fulfill that. And we have a lot of people representing us in proper ways. But then there are some that are so out of touch with reality, it's not even funny. Yesterday, we talked about the inflation rate. We talked about jobs. We talked about the job shortage right now because, or the worker shortage, because no one wants to go back to work. And because of all the money we're spending, we're seeing inflation go up. Yesterday, we saw a record tank in the Uh, stock market today it tried to rebound a little bit because guess what there's no more masks and people were going back to normal so people are excited about investing again inflation rates though consumer prices left by 4.2 percent in the month of april the fastest inflation of consumer prices or as you know it as the the cpi consumer price index consumer prices on goods just average products that you buy on a daily basis jumped by 4.2 percent the fastest since it grew in since 2008 surprisingly when Barack Obama got into office and started spending a crap ton of money. And when asked about that, hey, prices are going up. People are struggling. We're still trying to get back to work. There's still people struggling financially after COVID. Gas prices are going up. Consumer prices are going up. What's going on And this is what the Biden administration's official statement had to say. Over the last couple of days, to your point, um, some reaction to the CPI numbers uh, that came out just yesterday. And, you know, our view on that is it reflects the reality of an economy that's rapidly turning uh, back on uh, because of a successful economic strategy. And if you dig into the data, there are a couple of factors at play that I think people are taking a look at now that we've dug into the data more. Let me get this straight. Because of successful economic policy from the Biden administration, prices on all your goods and inflation went up by 4.2% in a month, the fastest growing inflation rate since 2008. You're spending more money that you don't have to purchase the same items, and that's a sign of a positive economic policy and a sign of a good economy because prices are going up, things are getting more expensive and putting more of a burden on people to buy those goods. That is good economic policy and we're proud of it and that shows that the economy is coming back. This is the stupid running our nation. Podcast going up in a little bit. We'll be back at it tomorrow for a Friday to wrap up the show. Until then, be your own voice of reason. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth and always speak some reason. This is the voice of reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Everyone have a great Thursday.